Urban Dictionary Swag. Maria, I read the report and it's looking good except for a few minor adjustments. Let me give it a look through one more time and then we can circle back and revisit in the next team meeting. And then we can circle back and revisit in the next team meeting. Can circle, circle back, back and revisit. revisit. No swag. Circle back? Revisit? What are you hiking the outback? Or are you giving instructions on square dancing? Let's try that again. Maria, I read the report and it's looking good except for a few minor adjustments. Let's block out a time this afternoon to collab on a final version. And then we can all get together after work at the networking mixer downtown. Swag. Collab. Meaning to collaborate is a joint team effort to accomplish a work-related task. It's much cooler than circling back and revisiting. Corporate Urban, Urban. Urban. Dictionary. Swag. <coughs> Swag. Swag. Testing, testing, check. Design your decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to another episode of the DYD Podcast, your mini masterclass in career building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup Strength Coach, executive trainer, and you will never think about the phrase, just do it the same way again. And I'm Rio Rocky motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. And it's the little things we say that help us build or lose trust with the people we deal with every day. Today on the first episode in our ongoing leadership words and affirmations, we're going to teach you how to speak like a leader by replacing a word many of us use too often, eliminating another that has no place in our vocabulary, and finally, by adding a powerful daily affirmation to our self-talk. We begin with a word that we touched on in episode 13, how to order success from the secret menu, but we'll go into detail today. Many of us apologize far too often, and in situations that require no apology whatsoever. The golden rule is, never apologize when you have nothing to be sorry for. Take the example, I'm sorry, but here's all the information you requested. What do you have to be sorry about here? Absolutely nothing. Don't be sorry. Be thankful. When you're thankful, I'm sorry, but here's all the information you requested becomes, thank you for being patient. Here's all the information you requested. The dictionary definition of sorry is feeling sorrow, sympathy, or indulging in self-pity. Using the word sorry when no apology is required subconsciously communicates a lack of trust in the recipient you're speaking to. It also depletes your confidence in what you say and what you do. Other examples. Instead of saying, sorry, I forgot, say thank you for reminding me. Instead of saying, sorry to take up so much of your time, say thank you for your time today. Instead of saying, sorry, I'm late, say Thank you for waiting. Wait, but you've been saying this word your entire life, right? I mean, what if you're in a situation that actually requires you to express sorrow or sympathy? Well, I can think of two situations off the top of my head where that may be needed. The first is in the case you do something wrong. In that case, simply say I apologize or my apologies. If you know the person well and it's a more casual situation, you can also say my bad. The second is in the case of loss of life. If someone passes away, it is very common to say, I'm sorry for your loss. 
if you feel you want to replace this word permanently and entirely so you practice never using it, you can also say, please accept my condolences. If you really screw up, saying sorry about that isn't the most egregious thing you can say. But in most other situations, it is entirely unnecessary and can easily be reframed in a positive light by saying thank you. Eliminate trying. Trying is a word that makes a poor attempt to accomplish something. It demonstrates a lack of confidence or a lack of commitment to a task or goal. Replacing the word try or trying with look or looking to, aim or aiming for, or the goal is to, whatever the goal is, generates the right mind frame and self-confidence to actually make it happen. So instead of saying, I'm trying to do something, say, I'm looking to do something. I'm aiming to get this done. The goal is to get this done. Let's look at it from a psychological perspective. Consistent use of the phrase try or trying to normalizes failure. It's almost like saying, I'm okay if I try and fail. Could you imagine if you needed a life-saving surgery and you went to the best surgeon in the country and when you asked if he or she could perform the procedure, the doctor replied, I'll try. In my personal opinion, try should only be used as a transitive verb for everyday things that require attempts, such as picking out clothing for someone and saying, here, try this on, or in long-standing phrases such as, I'll try my hand at something. But in most other situations, especially professional situations or goal-oriented situations, use another word that generates more confidence in not only yourself, but the other person as well. A word such as attempt, or if it's casual, you can just say, let's give it a go, or I'll give it a shot. It just sounds better and subconsciously may increase the chances of success. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. As I start to take more control of my own success, I recognize that there are things in my language, my vocabulary, that I need to revisit and, well, eliminate. As a woman, as a manager, as a mom, I want to model a more confident and self-assured persona, a power persona, a success mindset. Rio already talked about sorry. I really like how he framed it. Replace sorry with thank you. That was the first word on my list, too. The next word I want to get rid of is just. 
it diminishes the importance or difficulty of what you do. If you are a supervisor, it also diminishes your staff's work. I'm just doing my job. Or it was just a small task. No, the reality is that I was the only one who could have done the job successfully. Accept the compliments for a job well done and give credit where credit is due. I recently reached out to a friend because I was trying to remember the title of her book. When she returned my text, she said it was just a chapter, not the entire book. I jumped on her. This woman is an accomplished artist and thinker, Ivy League educated and hugely influential. Just a chapter? Most people can't put two grammatically correct sentences together. I reminded her that a chapter in a book is a huge accomplishment and that I still wanted to purchase it. I also read a blog post on LinkedIn by CFO David Niebach, who agreed. He wrote about how he wished that this iteration of the word would be removed from the dictionary. He gave two examples that really drove the point home. When leaving a message and saying, hi, it's just me. What? Just you? Are you saying your message or call is less important? Of course, you are probably not thinking that about yourself, but it can signal to others that you don't appreciate your own importance or your own leadership abilities. Niebach also used the example of his mentee saying that he was, quote-unquote, just serving tables and didn't get any real experience from that job. Niebach had some great insight, writing, It is not just serving tables. You are being paid to network with people, read them, connect with them, and meet their needs. Your tip is a direct reflection of your ability to do that. If these aren't great examples for eliminating the word, I don't know what is. And I have no replacement for just, because you just need to remove it from your vocab. Finally, get rid of can't. Yes, you can. Unless you truly don't want to, then you can. It's right up there with trying. I can't is the epitome of fear. Once you explore why you think you can't, you will start to realize that yes, yes you can. Eliminating can't is about mindset. It's a word with a negative in it, cannot. Instead, I find ways to reverse it. I can if, instead of saying, don't fail the test, don't fail the test, say, pass the test, pass the test. Same coin, but very different sides. Instead of, I can't go to the gym because of X, Y, Z. Say, I could go to the gym if I did A, B, C. In the I could if example, you are creating, verbalizing, and manifesting possibilities for success. I can't doesn't even give you a chance to do that. It's amazing how these small words in your vocabulary can really make a difference in your confidence and self-esteem and in how you are viewed. Walk into a room thinking you aren't sorry to be there or that it's not just another project that you completed. You are accomplished in what you do each day. You work hard and you can do anything you put your mind to. Si se puede. So treat can't and just as the four-letter words they are, vulgar and unprofessional to use. Daily Affirmation Since today's episode speaks to mindset through our day-to-day -day words, let's use an affirmation that will help you improve that mindset day in and day out. Affirmations are positive reminders or statements that can be used to encourage and motivate yourself or others. Often, it's a lot easier to affirm others than it is ourselves, but we need to remember to encourage ourselves as well. I am confident in my ability to fill in the blank with your current goal or desire. I'm at peace with who I am as a person. I am enough. 
The author of Tiny Habits, Dr. B.J. Fogg, talks about the Maui habit in his book. Each day he gets out of bed and repeats the words, today is going to be a great day. It may seem silly, but it works because emotions create a habit. And this habit is so easy because it's tiny. The goal of affirmations is to raise your vibration so you always remember who you are. No matter who you are, doubt will always creep in. But when it does, affirm to yourself even more. Here's one that I use. I am the greatest actor and artist ever. I have all my needs coming with speed. I am a being of love and light and knowledge. No weapon against me shall prosper. You can use affirmations upon rising, before going to sleep, and before heading into important meetings, interviews, auditions, and events. Your inner self and self-speak determines how the world around you reacts. Never be bullied into silence. Never allow yourself to be made a victim. Accept no one's definition of your life. Define yourself. And we'll wrap this Leadership Words and Affirmations episode up with the health tip of the day. Health tip of the day. The health benefits of, you guessed it, positive affirmations. Yes, there is science behind positive affirmations. Positive affirmations require regular practice if you want to make lasting long-term changes to the ways that you think and feel. The good news is that the practice and popularity of positive affirmations are based on widely accepted and well-established psychological theory. There are empirical studies based on the idea that we can maintain our sense of self-integrity by telling ourselves or affirming what we believe in positive ways. It's called self-affirmation theory. By seeing ourselves from a mindset of positivity, we can view different aspects of ourselves as being positive and can adapt to different situations much better. Secondly, self-affirmation theory argues that maintaining self-identity is not about being exceptional, perfect, or excellent. Rather, we need to be competent and adequate in different areas that we personally value. The development of self-affirmation theory has led to neuroscientific research aimed at investigating whether we can see any changes in the brain when we self-affirm in positive ways. There is MRI evidence suggesting that certain neural pathways are increased when people practice self-affirmation tasks. Empirical studies do suggest that positive self-affirmation practices can be beneficial from a health perspective. Here are some examples. Self-affirmations have been shown to decrease health-deteriorating stress. They have been used effectively in interventions that have led people to increase their physical behavior. They may even help us to perceive otherwise threatening messages with less resistance. They can make us less likely to dismiss harmful health messages, responding instead with the intention to change for the better, such as to eat more fruit and vegetables. They have also been linked positively to academic achievement by mitigating GPA decline in students who feel left out at college. Self-affirmation has also proven to lower stress. Healing affirmations are positive statements about our physical well-being. They are based on the idea that your thoughts can influence your health for the better. But you don't have to be unwell to practice healing affirmations. Can you improve sleep? for example, with affirmations. 
A large number of anxiety sufferers experience disturbed sleep. In the sense that affirmations can sometimes help to relieve anxiety, they may have some beneficial effects in promoting better sleep. In addition, incorporating your affirmations into meditation can be relaxing and soothing. Meditation has been found to have numerous benefits in terms of sleep quality, so positive affirmation meditation could very well be a good way to improve your sleep. Most people who have suffered from anxiety will likely know how important it can be to cut off negative thought patterns before they begin to spiral. Here's an example. My anxiety does not control my life. I do. Pregnancy can also create a great deal of anxiety, but affirmations like, I will be a good mother, or my baby is safe, are good ways to create some calm in daily stressors. Of course, affirmations do not replace your doctors or therapists, but they are small tools in your toolbox that can help you get through your day with a positive mindset. And that's our health tip of the day. For LinkedIn services to boost that LinkedIn profile, executive coaching for those in corporate structures, or creative coaching for those in creative fields, contact us at coaching at designyourdecade.io. For podcast-related correspondence, contact us at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. Maria, this month's TPS report looks great. I just have to outline a few things before we... Sur- ah, uh, don't you dare. Collab on a final draft. Schwag. Corporate. Urban. Urban. Dictionary. Dictionary. Swag.